0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy port beverages.
1: East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
2: In a Mississippi Minute That's right It's time for another Mississippi Minute In a Mississippi Minute, that is I'm Steve Azar reminding us all There's certainly many wonderful, cultural, historical And flat out cool things to do Right here in Mississippi Just go to visitmississippi.org to find out more Alright, we're talking Mississippi music today And I always dig that My guest hailing from Grenada has been gigging since 65. That's a long time to do what you love. You know, that's just too cool. From his then-Delta days with a regional success in the band Candy Shoestring to joining Sassy Jones with two more Mississippi very talented, Johnny Crocker and George Allen, uh, just incredible. He would go on to move to Nashville like so many of us. Uh, he had a mutual pal of ours, Fred Noblock. They wrote songs. He had the song uh, on the Ed McMahon Star Search. Uh, he wrote songs for that. Then he, Tom Wopat, who I got to know briefly when I was in Nashville. Too Many Honky Tonks, On My Way Home. He penned that song. Also for Malico Records, historical Malico Records here in Mississippi. Wild Doxy Records, Paula Jewell Records, My Man, The Late Great. Little Milton, who was so good to me, Johnny Taylor, Big Mike Griffin, Vicki Baker, and many others. He then moved to Mempho, Memphis, Tennessee, recorded at Sun and Phillips, and after five years, uh, he left and moved back to Vicksburg to be with family. My kind of guy. In the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, please welcome Ben Shaw. What's up, Ben? Hey, now.
3: Hey, now. Hey, now. How's everybody? Man, it's good to be here and thankful <laughs> to be here.
2: You ain't lying. (laughs) You're not lying. Well, I've been looking forward to reaching out to you. I know we have a lot of mutual friends. So let's start digging into the past because I know the Candy Shoestring. I'm thinking the Brown Brothers. Donnie Brown played bass for me for quite a while as I grew up. But take me back to just the beginning days in Grenada with your folks and just what was going on there. When Music Bug bit you. And uh, obviously because it bit you real hard because you're still doing it.
3: Yeah, uh, my mother was a strong influence on me, but she was the encourager, supreme, you know, the light of the world almost, the, you know, Dixie, Sunshine, you know, everybody loved her and so did I, but anyway, she, she played a little music with her brother who had a band and, uh, they played on the radio. This is before I knew anything about it, and then she put a guitar in my hand an old guitar of her brothers that she had saved and she realized you know after i played home on the range and red river valley that i might you know might do something with it so <laughs> you know it kind of goes from there and uh i had an older brother Ken Shaw, who's a drummer you may know who he is yeah uh, he put uh so he was older and then we got of got the little thing going there and uh They made a little music room out of a bedroom and we had a set of drums and we'd play and at that time we'd enter talent shows and I would play drums at that point and my brother would play the piano and we you know, enter talent shows and we were we were winning. You know, it. people were clapping for us, so we, you know, that's what we got. That's where we got hooked on it. When the when the audience starts clapping for you, at the age of twelve, you know.
2: Yeah, I was about to ask you your age. Those, yeah, 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 it's young.
3: It, it does something to you, you so I like this. You know. so Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we rock. We did. We did all that. We had a big fun time as we as we all do playing and singing. And twelve years old. Went on to the, We were in the Gore Springs talent show, and we won that. And then we went to the Grenada County Fair, and we won that. And the prize was to go to the Mid-South Fair and mm-hmm. play there at uh, the Big Tent. And so Ken and I did that and uh, played drums, and he played piano. Can you believe it? We did Wipeout. So I was
2: about to ask you.
3: what. I
2: love it. I love it.
3: My brother handed me a pretty tough song, you know, Wipeout. You know the intro is there. Sure,
2: sure. It's a lot
3: but anyway, we did it, uh, and then in the winner there went to the Ted Mack Amateur Hour. Remember that? Sure, I do. Way back, and uh, of course we didn't win that. But at twelve years old, the tent was full, and the crowd looked like it was a million people. Probably about three <laughs> or four hundred. You know, <laughs> I love it.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, I, you know, but I got. I was, they were asking me to sign autographs. These little young girls, and boy, that really did it. You know, so.
2: Yeah, that's when the that's actually when the bug got you, not when you picked up your first instrument. <laughs> when the that's probably the, not right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, it's interesting. You talk about you converted the bedroom. Just the influence of your parents to get it to let you t- convert your bedroom or your garage or or room in the house. I've seen it. You know, with us, it was the same thing. With me, uh, your parents allowing you. To totally destroy a room in their house, you know what I mean? Because it was it was the band room. Um, it, that I look back at that and just think, you know, my parents. We moved ours into the garage, and they just moved their cars out of the garage and started parking on, you know, outside. And they, it, it, you never parked another car in there when I was growing up. So I mean, you you look at your folks and think about the things that they'll do, you know, what they'll do to make it convenient for you. Uh, to chase this thing and it's interesting that your parents and my parents were into it a lot of parents are thinking that it's not a real thing you know my my parents you talk about your mom same way for me i mean she was the one that would go hey steve you know come on you, you complaining now you know it, it's, it's not supposed to be easy just you're doing it just go do it um but yeah. she but they both were such a big influence for me sounds like your folks were too
3: yeah, uh my mother especially, she took on that deal and uh my dad worked uh around the clock. We had a retail business out in the country out there just east of Gore Springs. We were the only store and it was a, a guff oil station and a general store oh, and nobody cool. could you know, if you got anything you had to come to us, you know.
2: Right, right. So
3: that put that put me on stage right there, sitting on the bench in front of that food <laughs> the elderly it. black men that i loved sure. and they they were throwing all these lines at me you know that witty stuff that was cool and i even have some of these songs that i've written that's been recorded that's that's what i heard come out of their mouth you know so it was great you know so anyway daddy was working all the time and and so mama took it on to make our clothes and put us on stage and you know yada yada, yada you know
2: well you talk about elderly black men isn't it funny that you and I, it's the same. It's the same story. I mean, it's the one. It's the guys, the Eugene Powell, the Sam Chapman. They're the ones that got me. The little Milton's. You know, little Milton used to call me little Lazar, and I was I was little. I was a little guy, you know. But he'd watch us sort of grow. We'd go from a van to to uh, a, a big truck to another big truck, and he was going like, "You Lazar, you going to do it, aren't you?" I mean, like, but but. And then I got to spend. you know, I made my last record with Little Ray Neal. Lil' Ray, you know, played with uh-huh. Little Milton for a long time, and um, and well, two records ago, uh, and toured toured a little bit with Lil' Ray. It was a lot of fun, but he'd tell me stories. And little, you know, Little Milton gave him a couple of his guitars. Still has the sparkle from uh, Little Milton suits that just sort of uh, you can't get off the the surface of the guitars, you know. And they're at the BB King Blues Museum <laughs> now. Just so cool. So tell me how you got to know Little Milton. How you wrote songs for him? Was that through Malico?
3: Yeah, actually, I was just writing songs. Uh, uh, you know, I was actually playing, you know, four or five nights a week in Memphis there for several years. And, uh, you know, the writing bug, is it, when it gets hold to you, you just, sure. you just keep doing it. And yeah. every now and then, something will fall on you that, you know, wow, this can work I and mean, this is good. So, mm-hmm. But I got the title, Like a Rooster on a Hen, and so I mm-hmm. just sat down and started writing. The same way with Johnny Taylor's deal, Are You Want Some and Do You Want Some, you know? I I looked at my wife, you know, and said, hey, honey, have you lost some? Uh, Do you want some? (laughs) And, uh, you know, just things like that was ringing a bell, and I just, you know how you do your craft, your skill, you just sit down until you get it, you know? And, And so anyway, the Malico deal, it goes way back to Sassy Jones and the mid seventies, uh, we were out there a good bit with Wolf Stevenson and all the people at Malico. and so they knew who I was. And, and Wolf always thought I was a pretty good writer. He would get in contact with me and say every night, "Have you got anything? You know, we can listen to." So I, I said, I did demos there in a the little studio I had and sent them to him, mm-hmm. and uh, he he picked the artist. But he used the Johnny Taylor thing. He said, "That's that's classic Johnny Taylor right there. Sure Don't worry is. about it." <laughs> sure yeah. So anyway. You know, I just sent them to him, and he uh, I pitched him, and uh, they put them put him on. So. I
2: love it. Well, we're going to take a break, and we're going to put it on something else in a minute. We're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, as always. Go to visitmississippi.org to find out your next cool getaway. It's all right here. My guest, Ben Shaw, can tell you all about it. I'm Steve Azar. You're in the Mississippi Minute. Stand by.
0: happens fast. There's a lot to take in and a lot to hear from all across the Magnolia State. And the foremost spot for Mississippi News is Supertalk.fm. Your Mississippi News, on air and online. Supertalk.fm.
4: Lee Temple, customer Clark's Construction. We had a complete bathroom renovation all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with a bathroom. And we checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry and we always got some uh, some good reviews Never did get one that was uh that was not good. And you know, the trust issue was was not an issue with Jerry. So I'd say these are five star. For a construction company you can trust. Call Clark's Construction at 601-214-9463. Summer's here. Are you ready for a vacation? How about a vacation from your car payment? To- credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you a top dollar for it. So if you're ready for a paycation, then get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi for new payments for the entire summer. Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit Mitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4, stock number 1795 1999. down. 31% for 84 months. You deal for details with a credit. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food
1: is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie.
4: whole crew at Mahavi's Quality Printing, your one-stop shop for all your printing needs, would like to wish you a safe and happy 4th of July holiday weekend. We at Mahavi's Quality Printing are proud to celebrate with you
5: the birth of this great country.
0: Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: As we roll down on Mississippi Minute, I love that, I am with Ben Shaw, singer-songwriter. Made a lot of history from our hallowed grounds of Mississippi. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Go to visit Mississippi.org. You're looking for some really great museums to check out this week, some blues trail markers, country trail markers, uh, go play some golf, go hike, go see a... A Gulf Coast Sunset, go see Elvis and Tupelo, the beginning of the rock and roll. Go to Nesbitt and check out Jerry Lee Lewis. He's hanging out there. Or come see our Delta Sunrise. It's a pretty dang cool thing. Anyway, we're with Ben Shaw. And um, so, Ben, um let's go back to, to meet, meeting the Brown Brothers. <laughs> because, I mean, yeah, yeah. that was a trip for me. You know what I mean? Jerry was insane good on guitar, and then there was a guy Bo. Oh, yeah. Rid- I don't know if you ever knew Bo Ridgeway, but he's the one that taught me how to oh, really play. Oh my God,
3: guitar player! Woo, oh, man, woo!
2: And so anyway, uh, and then uh, obviously Donnie playing bass. Um, let's let's talk about that. How you guys got to know each other? I also talk about the scene in Greenville. The the was it the one block east? It was Thunderbirds for me by the time I came along. But let's talk about the music scene back when you were growing up as a teenager down here.
3: Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I, I went to I left Grenada and I went to Northwest Junior College and play uh, did a little ball playing. But anyway, I went on to Ole Miss after about one semester and uh, and then. Uh, you know, I was still playing the rock and rolling and I did the school didn't interest me anymore as a junior, so I quit and I landed in uh Greenville and uh Leland Greenville area. Just I had a guy that wanted to go over there and try to get a job at one of the clubs on highway eighty two. Yeah. And he was from Grenada, so he threw me in the truck with him, you know. So <laughs> I I went over there with a left pile in my hand and, you know, a hundred dollars. That was it, you know. Yeah. And uh Ended up playing for Buddy Keys over there at Stardust, I think is what they called it, between Leland and Greenville. Is that eighty two?
2: Yeah, yeah, yes, eighty two.
3: And it was, uh, you know, it was definitely a honky tonk man, you know. But uh, it was a job, and I got started there, and I was probably 20, 21, 22 maybe. So that's really when uh, I started working at it. Yeah, you know like what I really, mean. Yeah,
2: you know, you think about the uh, the youth now. And the young generation—they have to build their numbers up online, and and it's a whole different game. Uh, we, when we grew up, the the building for us was playing gigs. You know what I mean? Like, right. we, how many gigs could we play and sweating for three and a right. half, four hours? Right? It's such a different right. deal now. Um, and and Bob, when I toured with Bob Seger for quite a while, and Bob talked about that a lot. He talked about how he we both he could tell that I grew up playing live. And that, you know, and he said that's the same thing he did. Now, now times change, and you can work smarter, right? You know, we, you don't have to kill yourself right. like we did. Uh, so it's a good right. thing. But I do think that that's missing from the arsenal where you'd play those nights, you know, three, four nights a week, uh, just honing that craft live. And also, don't you think as a writer you got better because of playing live?
3: Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely, yo. You know, to kind of back up a little bit, the, the whole thing is you, you hear a song on the radio and it does something for you, it moves you, and and you want to you want to do that song. Mm-hmm. So you go in and you learn it, and you practice good enough to perform it, and then you do, and then you make money doing it. and Everybody claps and dances, and you know, and it it works. And then, as a result of doing that song, then you learn how to do your song. You know, yeah. To me, to me, it just it gives you a format, takes you to school somewhat, you know.
2: Sure, sure. No, 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 because you got to have some sort of uh, uh, roadmap, you know, to do yeah. it yourself. And stylistically, when do you feel like sort of you found your groove? You know, I was late. I was very late because I was influenced by so many bandmates along the way. So my songs would turn into something that I necessarily didn't want it. But but by the time I had my first hits, I was late. It was a lot later. So it just took me a long time to find my who I was. And uh, I blame it on our, where we're from, but I give credit to where we're from because we're influenced by so many types of music down here, right? So right. for you, I mean, like, when did that happen when you go, oh, that's that's a Ben Shaw song?
3: You know, that's a real good question because, once again, when we grew up and listened to 56 WHBQ out of Memphis as a 13- to 14-year-old and listened to the top 40, mm-hmm. And uh, the old stack stuff and everything was a hit was really all we got to listen to. So, you know, that's there's so much variety and so much different things. And I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a blue-eyed soul guy, but I love that that style. And I write that style. But uh, when I sing and play, you know, I still gig and stuff. And I still will do a Willie Nelson tune and a, you know, uh James Brown tune after it. You know what I mean? Right. So, it's it, it's a lot of uh, different directions here, you might say, mm-hmm. but when I play and sing, there's no question who you're listening to, who that is, you know? Right,
2: right. No, oh, there is no doubt. But,
3: I mean, when I write songs, just like I wrote that Too Many Honky Tonks, that's strictly pure country, and then I wrote Are You Lonesome, and lo and behold, both of them were on billboard, one's on the country and one was on R&B charts at mm-hmm. the same uh, in the same time, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I was going. This is pretty cool, but yeah. I, mean, I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. But I mean, that's just how far. And sometimes it gets in my way to be just to not just to stick with my my own style. Mm-hmm. But that's just just what I do. I make money gigging, and I always have. And that's you know just what happens.
2: You didn't. La- you didn't last year. Don't act like you played a bunch of gigs last year. <laughs> no.
3: no, no. But I already had some say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Go back real quick because you brought up something interesting because a lot of our pals played sports in college or, or at least through high school, and it mattered. It mattered for me going through high school and all that. So what would you play? What would you
3: dig? When I played baseball in Grenada High School, the DBC Delta Valley Conference, and then I went to uh, Northwest. I didn't go on a sports thing or play. We did, we did a lot of intramural ball and football and baseball, and I've always loved Love my sports, and I Fred Noblock once was quoted as saying, "I love sports. I just do music for a living." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love Fred Noblock. We're gonna we're yeah. gonna take a break. We don't we don't have enough time left in this segment to talk about Fred Noblock. <laughs> so so yeah. but, but we'll dig in a minute. So you go from Greenville, right? You guys, that band Sassy Jones was in, and then, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Let me get, I think I messed up. It's Candy Shoestring that the Brown Brothers was in, right? Right, right. You know, it takes me a minute to get my my mind straight, more than a Mississippi minute. Johnny Crocker and George Allen, Sassy Jones, right?
3: That's Johnny Crocker and George Allen. Johnny
2: Crocker and George Allen, right? And that was insane. So the talent of you guys all together, I'm just looking at that as a kid growing up and watching you guys, right? Um Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, I'm very young while you guys are in your early 20s. And I'm going, I knew all of you guys. And I was like, my eyes were wide when, when I would get to see you guys play. Both of those yeah. bands were insane, right? The talent. You look back and you think about all the talent you played with later. Pretty dang amazing, right?
3: Oh, absolutely. We, man, we, it was just uh, just wonderful. I, I didn't, At the time, you don't realize it, but really, man, it was a wonderful way to uh develop your craft and have a big time doing it you know
2: yeah man what a group what a group when donnie brown joined my band um you know i've always been in fact he he really impacted the my my records down the road because i dug the 70s bass players when they played melodic right. melodically almost like guitar lines right there was it was going right, on right right and i took yes. so i would get a guitar player who's in heaven right now my the late great aj masters great songwriter just a dear friend we wrote well over 100 songs together and he was actually my first yeah. first co-write so uh it was like the first kiss man. It was the best one and he was just so good to me But anyway, I would get him to come over. He was he played bass for Charlie Rich He was a band leader for a long time as well before he started having hits but AJ was a guitar player and so I Would bring him in to play I said I want this to move like the 70s because he knew how to do it so he'd treat it like a guitar basically and a lot of my songs have that. I was in love with that. And when Donnie played in the band back then, I just remember, and sometimes Donnie would do too much, you know? I was like, oh, my right, God, right. it's insane back there. But he was a master. But but it definitely impacted the way I thought later on at some point. Now, I was more a little more conservative sometimes with it to make sure when, you know, you're trying to make a record and, and making sure that when, when you do it, it's in the right place. But definitely was yeah. a, a big yeah. thing. And I, and I want to dig into all of that just a little further and talk about you and Freddie in the next segment. We're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. I am with Ben Shaw, incredible singer, songwriter, one of ours uh, that just reshaped music his own way. Go to Mississippi.org and reshape your next weekend. Trust, trust me. Still, or this weekend, actually. Um, hey, you get to play DJ. You know we are the birthplace of American music. You were raised around it. You witnessed it. So, would you like to hear into the break? Let's go Dorothy Moore or Paul Overstreet?
3: Dorothy Moore.
2: I love how you had such a dramatic pause. That was like Morgan Freeman is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I
4: know
2: Paul. <laughs> we both know Paul. I love him. All right, a little Dorothy Moore with Ben Shaw. I'm Steve Azar. You're in the Mississippi Minute. We'll be right back.
4: Ben Shapiro. Everyday we're driving the debate in America with the fastest moving, hardest hitting, most comprehensive fact-based commentary on the radio.
0: Ben Shapiro tonight at 9 on Super Talk Mississippi. Your Window Tint Headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel Paint Protection Film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com.
4: Lynn, they are. It's a trip hazard and it needs to be fixed. Our foam technology can level those uneven walks without having to lay down any new concrete. Much easier
5: and more affordable. Trey, my wife tripped over one of those and
4: skinned her knee up. She was fortunate. Call Bulldog Construction at 601-853-4242.
1: Guys, if you've found the keeper in your life, whether you've just started dating or you've been married for decades, we've built an entire store just for you. Juniker Jewelry Company. We are Mississippi's direct diamond importer. I'm John Ravenstein. I'm Rachel. And I'm Corey Ravenstein with 10 times the diamonds, gauge rings, and wedding bands you'll find in average jewelry stores. All at the guaranteed best price in the state. We have the perfect diamond to express the will of your heart. No other jeweler in the state has more fine diamonds of every size, shape, in price range than Junikers. So whether you're looking for your first engagement ring or that second diamond you've always wanted to give her but now can afford, if you've found the love of your life, come to Juniker Jewelry Company because she's
4: a keeper.
0: Come experience the most trusted name in jewelry for over 75 years now. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer.
5: 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison and junikerjewelry.com.
1: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There's an out of this world project happening on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and Elon Musk has a hand in it. A couple of oil rigs are being converted into floating launch pads, which will be used to hopefully send Starship, a SpaceX vehicle owned by Musk, to Mars. Halter Marine in Pascagoula is removing drilling equipment from one of the rigs. The project is expected to take around six months to complete. How do we get Mississippians into higher paying jobs and attract industry that opens up those opportunities? That's the goal of the newly created Accelerate Mississippi, which is headed up by Ryan Miller.
0: Whether that's uh, funding that we might have available uh, to, to help with workforce training, uh, whether that's uh, simple uh, communication, look, Ryan, we need you to get the word out that we have this opportunity. Can you? Can you blast this statewide can you make the message known to others they
1: work with educators economic development leaders and businesses across the state to
2: breach their goal this is jake mangan not some actor wearing
5: a red shirt whenever i was up to bat at msu i would see farm bureau insurance they supported me then and they take care of me now i couldn't ask for more supportive teammates
1: if you aren't already with farm bureau it's time to join the team Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance.
5: Go with the home team. Confidence. Peace of mind. A way forward. During tough times, these are the things we all want. And with the personalized help of a Trustmark relationship manager, it's something we can find together. That's why Trustmark is standing by business owners no matter what challenges you may be facing we are here with a suite of financial services to help you find a path forward learn more at trustmark.com/business
0: from the coast to the delta and all points in between the stories of your mississippi all 82 counties are heard here with super talk mississippi news what happens why does it happen and how will it affect you your family and your bottom line from the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News, online at supertalk.fm. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: When you're young, you think you know it all. Yeah, you're hot, right, cocky. I'm with Ben Shaw, incredible singer, songwriter. Visit Mississippi org is your place to visit. Right when we're done with this show. Or you can do it right now and you can you can multitask right now. I'm cool. You're in the Keep Mississippi beautiful studio. All right, you head to Nashville when? How old were you? It sounds like you were a little bit older, maybe late twenties. Does that sound when you crashed on Freddie's couch?
3: Uh no, it's probably nineteen eighty six when I finally got out of here because uh just went through some things in the late 70s and early 80s. Got, got, uh, left Sassy John's and did a solo gig and, uh, around Jackson area in Vicksburg and met my wife there in Vicksburg playing one night. And so we got married and just moved to Nashville and, uh, in 1986 and just, you know, everything in the van and no jobs and just go for Love it. it. Love so, it. Love it.
2: I love the feel. I know the feeling. We did the same thing. So you did go late. You're, you're, you're later than me. I don't know what's going on on what <laughs> Green must be a Greenville, the Highway 82 thing it must have seeped in and just sort of just held us back, held us back from going there. You, you think about being a songwriter and you think about doing your thing. Don't you think Nash, Nashville was a, a really big help for me? I mean, there were times when I was brain dead. It just wasn't working out. You know, there was nothing happening, but. But the I was with Roger Murrah and Mark Springer and Rafe Van Hoy, and there was just so much around me at some point uh working with those guys and being published by them at some point and being produced by Rafe. It, it was just like, oh, I get it. You know what I mean? But so how was it for you when you first got there, and then all of a sudden there's a co-writing thing? Because I'd never co-written until I got there.
3: Right. Well, Fred Noblock... Uh we had a good relationship before I left Jackson, and uh, we had respect for each other's talent and our abilities. We always liked each other. Matter of fact, before I left Jackson, he hired my, myself, me, and uh, Ken, the drummer. He had a record out uh a song called, Why Not Me? Sure. We had a real love and all that stuff, and he had hired us to put together his uh, band for the tour. And so we were rehearsing over in his studio, and so we got things going there. But so anyway, Fred's deal somehow didn't work out, you all those things, because they didn't go on the road or something. I don't know what happened. But when I moved to Nashville, he said, hey, man, you know, come on over. You don't even have an apartment. You don't have anywhere to stay. You and your wife come stay with me until you get on your feet, you know? Oh, that's too cool. So we did, and he took me to the Bluebird, and I thought, you know, get out and do your thing, you know, play at the Bluebird, this, all that stuff. So I got to go in there, and, of course, you meet the people at the Bluebird that write and sing, you know.
5: Yeah, yeah.
3: One thing led to another, you know, and then my wife, uh, she was a nurse, but she didn't go into nursing because we didn't know, you know, where we would be or how long we'd be there. So she got a job at Old Charlie's as a hostess, and I met Phil Basser, who was the bartender.
2: I love it Phil's a dear friend I love it I love that
3: yeah and so Phil and his wife and Paula and I got to be real close went snow skiing together did everything together you know and Phil and I neither one had any knowledge much of the business but we writing songs that's where we uh, I wrote a song and he, he co-wrote with me that ended up on Star Search uh, on, a, on an artist out there and then Phil got on Star Search and you know all this stuff started rolling and they said, well, what are you going to do about your royalties? We said, we don't know. What do you do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they said, well, go down to the ASCAP office and open your publishing company. So we did. You know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like that. Just yeah. do what you do. You know, just go where you lead. I guess. And you know?
2: it's funny. You, you talk about how. And how, hit your
3: head against
2: the wall. Oh, yeah, you hit your head against the wall. Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, you talk about when things sort of fell fell the right way when a song you practice so much and then all of a sudden you're sort of gifted one i always felt like that oh that was easier and that was better (laughs) you know so and then a lot of times for me my hits i've written myself to the title i didn't have a title and it's interesting my biggest songs that were always that i don't necessarily think they're necessarily my best songs but they were the, the ones that you know that that had the opportunity with big promotion staffs and all that to make sure that they could soar but um I'm not saying that I feel like they're better. There's been plenty of titles that have I feel like that have have, have been easy to write. But uh, for you, uh, was it always a title, or has it been both?
3: Basically, it's a title, and uh, and uh, with sit with people like Tommy Barnes, Phil Basher, Mark Gray, people like this, and uh, we would, you know, so who, you know, what kind of hook you got, man? What you got? You yeah, know? yeah. What's your hook? You know? Yeah. And I'd say that, you know, this is it. You know, you should have got it while the getting was good or, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and we'd say, okay, let's get let's get over here and sit down and get our pencils out and, you know. You know, Phil's
2: a, Phil's a smart guy because he had the club. Then he ended up having the club, remember? He had a club. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. Because he owned it. He ended up owning the club. And then he'd play there. Right. So he was cutting his teeth there. And then... Um, as he started to have success, he invested in five guys, the burger place. <laughs> yeah. And I said, dang, Phil's smart. I mean, I, I said, I'd call him after I ate and I said, you have just made money. And I am full because those, those burgers, are they go down thick. You know, they go down heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, just such a good guy. We just became good friends. And he was one of the ones that I just really, really loved everything about him. Uh, he's a sweetheart and very talented. Just really great. You know, you know piano pl- piano players ha- have a, a a touch of an advantage sometimes because I feel like they can squeeze out different melodies a little bit more melodic at times. Um, and and I've had success getting on the piano, but it's nothing that anybody needs to see me do. It needs to be behind closed doors for <laughs> sure. But but I have had success writing on the piano, which is which is interesting, but. It does take you somewhere else. When you're writing songs, Ben, like, I I go from, man, I've got more tunings than we can even, even live. There's probably about 10 different guitars, or maybe it's 14 different guitars, uh, with just different action, different uh, size strings, uh, you know, uh, just uh, different tunings and all that. Are, Are you big on all that, or are you straightforward, just everything's in standard tuning.
3: No, uh, I'm just, uh, the you know, just simple. Uh, just pick up a guitar like most of these tunes that I have out there now were written on guitar, you know, because it just seems like it's the instrument of choice. It's kind of, you get your rhythm going, that type thing. It just feels better to me. But some of the slower songs, the ballad things, the more melodic things I might do on piano. But uh, I just played standard tuning and, and grab one of these old guitars off the wall and, you know, go for it, you
2: know. Yeah. No, no, I love it. I love it. You just got to pull it off the wall, like you said, and do that. How long did you do Nashville, yeah. then Memphis, before you moved back?
3: Uh, we moved to Memphis in uh, late 89. I didn't stay with about three years. Uh, I wanted to get back closer to uh, home.
2: Yeah, so did and I. I
3: and I had family in Memphis, and I had, wanted to be around. Uh, my my daughter was in Jackson, and I just, you know, I had to get back, and know. Uh, you know, try to get, uh, do what I needed to do and and be as close to her as I, as I, you know, could. I
2: love that. I I
3: kept tugging on me. So I came on and left and came on back after Nashville, you know, so in Memphis and then came back here in, like, I think, 91 or
2: something like that, 92, in Vicksburg. Yeah, I left in 91 and came back in 2011. So it was uh, for a lot of the same reasons. Our kids were born and raised in Nashville. I wanted them to understand what it was like for me to grow up in a place that definitely helped you find an identity. Um, uh-huh. There was Nashville was awesome, but I felt it was a, a smidge generic when it came to molding your kids. And there ain't nothing generic about where we live. <laughs> I mean, it's, you Absolutely know, it, not. It, it's interesting. So do you think about the influences that we had down here? There's no way I'm ever doing this. There's no way, Ben. There's no way if I don't grow up where I grow up. Impossible. What about you? What do you think?
3: Uh, I don't think so either, man, because the, the, the music styles you're referring to. And and the artists around here, and the and and the blues scene and the soul scene, mm. you know, the the real the realness of it all, you know, to
5: right, me, right.
3: It, it just sinks in, and then of course we got, uh, you know, my mother's uh, was a, a strong believer, a Christian woman that got to be in church all the time, every Sunday in an old country church that didn't even have a restroom. You know what I'm saying, but. Yeah. The soul was in that building too, and got all in me, you know. So, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it just those kind of things, I think, had a lot to do with uh, the style that I'm doing now, and and what I'm, you know, it just does. And it's, you don't get that, I don't think, in a bigger city or something.
2: Right, know? right. We're in the key Mississippi. Yeah. You made, Go ahead. I said okay. But
3: it definitely had a had a big effect on me, it, it, the influences were great. I think.
2: I love it. We're with Ben Shaw. Go to benshawmusic.com benshawmusic.com these are one of the names I don't have to spell for everybody, usually I have to spell we have some crazy ones Uh, you kept it good and simple you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio there's nothing simple about that, that's just beauty just make sure you you know, make sure that our our beautiful Mississippi is pristine and clean Uh, if you see anybody litter come off the top ropes on them it's not cool Go to visit mississippi.org That's very cool. Check out your next getaway. I'm Steve Azar. Stand by. I'm still trying to find hey, folks, it's Steve Azar. My friends at Guarantee Bank are excited to introduce contactless debit cards. These contactless debit cards can make checking out quick and easy. The tap and go process is quicker than inserting a chip card and way faster than using cash. How do you get your new contactless card? Well, it'll automatically be mailed to you when your debit card expires, or you can contact your local branch. Go to gbtonline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.
5: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 93. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 68. You're finally Friday, mostly sunny, high near 92. Friday evening, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 73. And for your Saturday, 60% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high around 84. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
1: The temperature is rising, and so are the savings. During our sizzling summer sell-down at Mazda of Jackson, our entire lineup of cars, SUVs, and crossovers are waiting for you with our hottest prices of the year. Right now, get 0.9% financing for 63 months on new 2021 Mazda CX-5s and CX-30s. This will save you thousands in finance charges, and Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Bad credit, no credit, no credit. It doesn't matter. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you top dollar for it. So come save big while the deals are hot during the sizzling summer sell-down at Must of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mustofjackson.com.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: I've had a little break doing our Delta Soul for a couple weeks, so this is the first interview back. Uh, so I'm, I feel like I'm stumbling through it. But um, I'm excited that Ben Shaw is my guest today in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Ben, you look back on your life and being influenced at that time, and you've, you've done this your whole life. I mean, do you look in the rearview mirror and go, oh, man, this has just been unbelievable? Could you ever imagine that this would be what you'd do your whole life?
3: You know, I, I didn't, uh, I, I couldn't imagine. Uh, you know, I look back and see, think about from where we, what, what all I came through and all, you know, like you say what, what we've done and ups and downs and. It's just, uh, I don't know, man. You don't even know how you got here. Sometimes it's like some of it was just like a blur when you look back. But, you know, you can remember everything. But uh, it's just one thing leads to another. You just keep pounding and doing the best thing, doing the the best you can at whatever you're doing, and and look for that provision. (laughs) You know, and it, it always pops up because when I would get real down, which we all have and struggle uh the lord would always give me something to cheer me up you know what i'm saying
2: exactly
3: and uh you know i mean i was like when i moved to vicksburg for example you know we was just tough leaving memphis and that's all that and starting over again almost so i had to kick get a six-piece band going again and then you know get everything rolling and i went and got another little job to make ends meet and it was just kind of tough, and I was down, uh, you know, about it. And the Lord just, I was pulling in from an old gig one night, and he just put a song on me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it just rolled out, the whole thing. And I said, yeah, this is what, this is what it's about, right?
2: Yeah, here. yeah.
3: You know, we're we back on the horse now.
2: Right, right. No, no, I know. I love that horse, by the way. It's a good horse. It's a really good, really, really good. That's thoroughbred. I'm looking at just some of the songs that you've written, and I'm just looking at the diversity. It's pretty insane. I mean, (laughs) folks are, a lot of times, are just, I guess, focused direction-wise, and it's the if you're going to write songs for George Strait, you can probably write them for uh, Trace Atkins or for Josh Turner or for whatever. But you go from Johnny Taylor, Little Milton, we got Phil Vassar, and we got—I mean, I'm looking here. It's just—it's all over the map, but—and it's your thing. And yeah, I love how you exactly said the right. blue-eyed soul singer, and that—that that pretty much makes the most sense to me. You saying that? Well, you know,
3: that's—that's that's a point right there that—that I—that I understand fully. And I, if people ask me about that, I try to explain that to them because the guys in Nashville. You know, there's a lot of them that get paid to write and they'll say, okay, write a song for this artist, and they do. They're craftsmen, you know. But all of my songs just come to me. I mean, I never have sat down and said, let me write something for so and so. So, and how it's still so diverse, I can't explain that. You yeah. know, Yeah. So I guess all the background, you know, we playing all kinds of pop music all our lives, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know
3: where it comes from. Man.
2: Well, we know <laughs> that all the pop music, uh, most of it was inspired by where we grew up, so it's yeah. That's a that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, what's your plans this year? When are you getting back out?
3: Well, I've been out doing solo gigs, and I've got a couple of things on the calendar for the Ben Shaw Band, the six piece band that we do weddings, receptions, and a couple of people have called who they have a daughter got married ten years ago, and they got another one late coming on, and she's ready to get married, she wants the same band. <laughs> so uh, I love it.
2: We did land
3: a couple of gigs, but I've been doing solo gigs. Uh, You know, uh, I'm playing the Alluvian Hotel in Greenwood. Beautiful there. Uh, So beautiful. The Enid Depot is a real uh, destination restaurant up in Enid, Mississippi. And then there's a place here called Walnut Hills Historic Restaurant. It was a place in Grenada called Molly's, and I just set my piano up, and put my guitar behind me on a stand, and do me about two hours worth of music and uh, uh, love whatever the, whatever it takes to please the crowd and enjoy myself and uh, set myself free with this music. That's what it does for me, and yeah. come on back home, man. You know, yeah. just play these solo gigs and once again just just take what uh, what he's giving me. You
2: well, know? you're so. giving a, you're giving a whole lot. And you've given a whole lot to all of us. Uh, and your songs will live forever. And uh, hey, folks, just go to benshawmusic.com to check out our man. I appreciate you spending a Mississippi minute with me in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Visit Mississippi.org is your next destination. You got to trust me, Ben. Thank you so much, pal. Great to get to know you uh, on my show. It means the world.
3: Can I say one more thing to
2: you, Steve? You, you dang right you can.
3: You know, I, I said this when I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful to be uh, on this show, but, you know, man, I'm very grateful for this time on Mississippi Minute. Oh, man. And, but even, even more grateful that you've given your time for the others to be appreciated and recognized. Oh, man. That's huge to me, man. That is huge. And for somebody to make that sacrifice and to do that... <clears throat> It's just so important, and I'm very thankful and grateful for it. And, oh, man. God bless you, brother.
2: Ben, I appreciate it, but I feel the exact same way because uh, I think we've been down a, a, a similar road. A lot of us have, and we've all found great success, and that is the biggest blessing in the world. And so anytime I get a chance to get to know all of our Mississippi Icons like you, I dig it. And I'm I'm appreciative. So it's right back at you, pal. I appreciate that.
3: Thank you so much, Steve.
2: I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. I'm still trying to find. Hey, folks, it's Steve Azar. My friends at Guaranty Bank are excited to introduce contactless debit cards. These contactless debit cards can make checking out quick and easy. The tap-and-go process is quicker than inserting a chip card and way faster than using cash. How do you get your new contactless card? Well, it'll automatically be mailed to you when your debit card expires, or you can contact your local branch. Go to GBTOnline.com to find out more. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.